Hi, welcome to the Soul Streaker Podcast. I'm your host, Jenna Jake. Are you ready to feel all lit up and excited like you just ran through a field naked? I am. So drop that baggage and let your soul go streaking. Hello, fellow soul streakers. I'm doing a special podcast because there's been so much loss in the last 18 months due to COVID and some of the after effects of COVID like separation or divorce. I really want people to know that I am here for them. That was my number one goal in starting this podcast. You are not alone and you are not alone in your loss. I'm putting this podcast out there sooner than I would have because I really want to be there for people that are suffering loss. I'm dedicating this podcast to anyone that suffered any kind of loss. That means loss due to physical death, separation, divorce, special needs children, substance abuse, dementia, Alzheimer's, any kind of loss, whether they're here physically or not. We're really in a time of profound loss. I have suffered terrible, terrible loss over the years as well. So I am with you on this. I really feel this too. I'm still recovering from some of my trauma and loss over the last couple of years or decades, depending on the loss I'm speaking about. This is why I know so much about it. It's gut-wrenching. It's awful. The last thing anybody should feel is alone. So I'm hoping that this podcast will comfort somebody. To quote a really wonderful rabbi that I love and adore, Rabbi Don, he said that his job as a rabbi was to comfort the disturbed the people that are suffering loss, sadness, tragedy, and trauma. He was great at comforting them. That was part of his job as a rabbi. That's how I see my job doing this podcast. The other part of Rabbi Don's job was to disturb the comfort. If you're too comfortable, you're not worried about things that are going on around you, the way other people are suffering, and the trauma of other people, I want to stir you up and rev you up. I want to get you excited about your own life and your part in healing the world, because that's why we're here, to get you thinking about your soul's journey to help you find meaning in your life. Today's podcast is going to focus on the former, comforting the disturbed. I want to say that I am sorry for your loss. I really am. Consider this podcast a big hug from me to you. I hope that this podcast, even for a moment, is here to wrap you in the arms of loving kindness. It just wraps you up in the most delicious, warm, overflowing, bubbly love. Think about someone who represents security and loving kindness. For me, it was my grandmother who has crossed over. To think about being in her presence gives me a feeling of unconditional love, security, and compassion. It's just so delicious. It's so comforting. Think about being in the presence of somebody that gives you so much comfort and joy. Now multiply that love by 10, by 100, by a million even. Imagine that. It's amazing, isn't it? It's almost overwhelming to feel. That's how much the universe loves you. That's how much the person that you're thinking of still loves you and will always love you. It doesn't matter if they're still physically here or not, because when people cross over, we lose them physically, yes. But we still have their love. We never, ever lose their love. Their love is their legacy. There's a poem that I want to read to you that's one of my favorite poems by Merritt Malloy. It starts like this. When I die, give what's left of me away 
to children, and to old men that wait to die. If you need to cry, cry for your brother walking the street beside you. When you need me, put your arms around anyone and give them what you need to give me. I want to leave you something, something better than words or sounds. Look for me in the people that I've known or loved. If you cannot give me away, at least let me live in your eyes and not your mind. You can love me most by letting hands touch hands, by letting bodies touch bodies, by letting go of children that need to be free. Love doesn't die. People do. So when all of that is left of me is love, give me away. Oh, wow. I love that poem. That is my favorite. I'm so happy that I did not start crying when I read that. But I think that was one of the first times that I have read that and not cried, even though I did have to stop myself there. All that we have left after we cross over is the legacy of our love. That legacy can carry on for generations. It's up to us now to carry on that person's legacy. What does that person's love mean to you? How can you use the legacy of their love to provide comfort, inspiration, and joy for generations to come? We can do it through storytelling or passing down personal items. I think most importantly, it's just to give the love that you have for them away to people that need it. I do that with my grandmother's legacy. I give love away to the people I knew she loved the best. I give love away to people in her honor. I do this now with my mother too. Even though physically she's still here, she has dementia. I had to put her in a home during COVID. It was one of the most gut-wrenching things I've had to do. It's only been the last couple of weeks that I've been finally, finally able to hug her after a whole year has gone by. I also have a daughter with profound special needs. She has autism. I suffered a really great loss when she got diagnosed because you have to say goodbye to the idea of the typical child you were going to have and discover the wonders of the child that you do. I'm not going to lie. You do feel a loss. You do have to grieve the child that you thought you were going to have, the things that you thought they were going to accomplish. The thing that I've noticed that has gone on with both my mother and my daughter is that their soul is not impacted by their diagnoses. Their soul still is intact is still radiant and beautiful. People's souls are not affected by earthly circumstances. If dementia doesn't take their soul down, if autism doesn't take their soul down, why would death, right? This is something just to ask yourself. The love from their soul is the gift that is meant to keep on being passed. It's the gift that keeps on giving. We have to think of our physicality in this way. The thought that I also really find comforting is to think of yourself like water because water never ceases to exist. It's a master of changing form. So someone may have died physically. Maybe they just changed form, like from a solid to a gas. Their spirit is still part of the soul collective. It's the presence that's never absent. It's still part of God. If you feel lost from someone due to physical death, I urge you to continue your relationship with them because you know that they still love you you know they want to be part of your life. Don't give up on them just because you can't see them or hear them. They're here. They just change form. They still want everything to go on like it was before. You know that if they could reach out to you, they would. They're still with you. It's just not the same way. So we don't recognize it. Look for symbols, dreams, inspirations, thoughts. That's how the soul collective works. So keep looking for patterns. 
and lights going on and off, things like that. Honestly, when you're vibrating really high, which means you're happy, you're closer to them because they're vibrating at a much higher vibration than we usually are. They're not weighed down by an earthly body anymore. So the happier you are, the closer you are to your loved ones. Just to recap on this, if you're suffering right now due to losing someone to physical death, focus on their legacy of love. Let it comfort you. Give it away. Do something in their legacy that inspires you. Do something in their name that helps make the world a better place. That is the best way to honor and please them. Remember, they're still here. They just changed form. Please continue to have a relationship with them because they're still having a relationship with you. You can always wrap yourself in the arms of loving kindness. Just imagine them there with you. It's very, very comforting. One more thing I want to share with you regarding losing someone who's crossed over. I have a beautiful poem by Hannah Senish about stars. It says there are stars whose radiance is visible on earth, though they have been long extinct. There are people whose brilliance continues to light the world, even though they are no longer among the living. These lights are particularly bright when the night is dark. They light the way for humankind. Oh my goodness. I love that. I love that. The stars that we see have been extinct for a very long time, yet they still light the way. Let the soul, the spirit, the legacy, anything of that person that you love that's inspired you light up your way. Let their brilliance shine. It's up to us to do that. We have a mission. We have a mission to be the ambassador to the stars of the people that we love that have crossed over. We let the best of them shine through us. Part of that is when we are the best of ourselves. We carry them with us wherever we go. Every time we do something brave, daring, and exciting, generations of people that have crossed over are cheering for us. They're inside of us. They're part of who we are today. My grandmother died in 2009. It was a while ago. But I still talk to her all the time. I feel her presence, and I feel that she lights the way when I look up and see the stars in the sky. I think about her because that is her. When I look at flowers, that's her. When I see the next generation, that's part of her too. That's us as well. It doesn't matter if they're here in the physical form or on the soul plane. It's all coming from the same source. Hopefully this is bringing you some comfort. Please make your loved one's memory a blessing. This way you will never lose them. If you feel lost due to a loved one that's suffering from special needs, dementia, or some kind of substance abuse, by that I mean that they're still here with us physically. However, somehow we don't really feel like they're with us. Take comfort in the fact that their soul cannot be altered by earthly circumstances or diagnoses. There's something so sacred in being in the presence of both my mother and my daughter with autism because they're always just so present. It's important in these kinds of situations to focus on watering the flowers and not the weeds because what we focus on grows. If we're going to focus on the negative, and focus on everything that's wrong with that person, we're going to be missing out on so much. There's so much that we can't change. We can change what we're focusing on. We can change our experience of that person. We can change the way that we feel about it. We can control how much fun we have in their presence. When I spend time with my mother and my daughter, their soul just shines through. That's what I focus on. My mother loves to dance. She's always happy. It doesn't matter that she doesn't remember anything. She's just very present. And that's all we ever really have is this moment right now. This present moment. 
What else would there be to focus on? She's absolutely right to do it. There's nothing more sacred than focusing on the present. We focus on enjoying the moment. I have those lasting memories. She just continues being present. Isn't that what we're always trying to do when we're meditating or being our most spiritual selves? Just being present? My daughter loves music. She's really friendly, loves to talk to people, loves to laugh with them, connect with them, and she's also very present. The other sacred thing that I really appreciate about interacting with people with special needs is that they're above anything petty. They love us unconditionally, no matter what. They don't get an attitude with us. They don't get angry with us. They don't get jealous. They don't have an ego. They don't get insecure. They're not self-centered. They don't lie to us. And they're never going to tell our secrets. It's all the things that we learn to do to be our highest, most spiritual selves. When we go to our houses of worship, they talk about forgiveness, jealousy, insecurity, and doing right by other people. That's what people with special needs do. They just do it naturally. They're sacred beings that just love us unconditionally. If we pay attention, we could be learning so many important life lessons from them. Also, please take note that their soul has never wavered. The earthly circumstances has not changed anything. My mom still likes to be the center of attention. She tells stories, she jokes with people, and she dances just like she always did. And the beautiful part of her will never be destroyed by her diagnosis. If you're suffering loss due to divorce or separation or somebody breaking up with you, I listen to a lot of spiritual leaders and they all say when people can walk out of your life, let them walk. When people can walk out of your life, let them walk. They go on to say, don't spend another minute of your life calling them, loving them, asking them to love you. They don't care how cute they are. They don't care what they've done for you. They don't care that you've been with them for 20 years. When people can walk out of your life, let them walk because they're not joined to you. They say you could super glue them to you and they're still going to walk. They're just not part of your story anymore. That doesn't necessarily mean there was something wrong with you. It's not a reflection on you. It's part of the journey. There's something either that you need to work through or that they need to work through. I didn't get as old as I am without having my heart broken. I promise you, it has been. It's so hard. I know what I'm talking about. I've been there. It's very difficult to get over. And sometimes it's traumatic. When you experience loss of any kind, it changes you. But how you change is up to you. Are you going to let your loss take you down? Are you going to get swallowed up by the pain monster? Or are you going to let it empower you? Are you going to be the victim or the victor? If it was easy and it wasn't challenging, there wouldn't be something to be empowered by. Let this make you a better person. Remember, it's about resisting less. That's what this experience is meant to do. Help you resist less to become a better person. There are only two choices here, to be miserable without them or to be happy without them. That choice is totally up to you. Remember, The happier you are, the more you're going to attract what you want in your life. Because being unhappy isn't going to bring the person back. It's just going to make you feel miserable. And it's going to block you from getting all the joys and blessings and the person that was meant to be with you. Because when you're your highest, happiest self, you are so attractive. And you're calling the right person into your life. So just let them go. That's why they say surrender. 
accept God's highest blessing. Part of that is the person that is yours by divine right. That's the best way to attract them, by being happy. If God took someone out of your life, it's because God knew that person wasn't right for you. And on some level, you may have known this wasn't the right relationship either. God has cleared the way so the right person can come swooping in and has a clear runway to do that. Now, this person may not show up tomorrow, but when you have cleared yourself psychically from that other person and there's a beautiful space for them, the new person will show up. Comedian Steve Harvey tells a beautiful story. Don't worry, I'm going to put all of these references in the show notes. Steve had a woman friend that was dating a married man. For two years, every single week, she would meet this married man in the same restaurant. Just like me and Mrs. Jones, every week, the same maitre d' would walk her to the table where the married man was waiting. She was getting upset that this man wasn't going to leave his wife and she couldn't find anybody else. So Steve Harvey tells her a story of how he had an old car sitting on blocks outside in his driveway. He really wanted a new car. Every week he would save money. He would tell his mom how proud he was that he just saved X amount of dollars. Every week she would say, that's lovely, son, but the old car is still sitting on blocks outside in the driveway. He would say, yes, mom, I know. He'd save more money. He'd tell his mom how proud he was to save more money and that he eventually was going to get this car. His mom would repeat again. I know, son, but that old car is still sitting on blocks out in the driveway. This went on for weeks. Finally, he said, Mom, why do you keep telling me about the old car? I know. She said, The Lord is never going to give you a new car until you get rid of the old car. So he had the old car towed away. He cleaned up the area, got the grease spots off. He made a beautiful spot in the driveway for the new car. I would say within maybe two weeks to a month, not long after, he got a beautiful new car. He relayed the story to this woman who was dating the married man. This inspired her to break up with him. A little while went by and she was out one night with some girlfriends and she ran into that maitre d'. He said, where have you been? I haven't seen you. She said, oh, I broke up with that guy. He said, oh, thank goodness, because you are the most beautiful woman I have ever seen. I would love to take you out. So she ended up dating and marrying the maitre d'. Actually, I think she was in the restaurant business. They ended up buying the very restaurant that the maitre d' had been working in. The point of the story is until you get rid of the old or what's not working in your life, there's no room for anything new to come in. The universe is working with you to try to give you something better than what you have. God has heard your prayers and is answering them now. Something better is coming along. When things fall apart, it's beautiful destruction. This is the universe's way of making something better because that's what's on your path. There's no free ticket to ride. You don't get to go from one person to another without going through the growth of your soul's path. Sometimes we learn lessons through heartache because that's what strengthens us. It forces us to do things we ordinarily wouldn't have done. That person leaving may be a blessing in disguise. It forced you into circumstances that you wouldn't have voluntarily put yourself in. Sometimes when somebody leaves you, it's the kindest thing that they can do for you. Someone leaving you has helped you gain tremendous clarity about what you don't want, but it's also helped you gain tremendous clarity about what you do want. 
they've done you a favor. When you find yourself in these circumstances, it's the time to start asking the universe empowering questions. The universe, by law, by law, must answer any question you ask of it. So please start asking it empowering questions. Empowering questions are things like, what good can come from this? How can I be the best of myself? Please don't ask things that disempower you, like, why did he leave me? Why did she leave me? Why did this happen to me? That is going to deflate you. Keep asking yourself empowering questions every day. You will start to hear an answer from the universe. I promise, because that's what you're going to be looking for. You're going to be watering the flowers, not the weeds. I know the pain of loss can seem unbearable. Please show yourself complete love, patience, compassion, and kindness. It's what you need right now. When you're focused on the absence of a person, you're going to feel awful. I know sometimes you can't help that. That's when I highly suggest just accepting what you're feeling and embracing it. It's okay to feel bad sometimes. Make sure you sit with it and accept it. It will pass. If you can sit in your pain long enough, it's going to provide meaning for you. You're going to be able to create something beautiful from suffering. That is really a gift. It's all in how you're looking at the suffering. What story are you telling yourself? What story are you telling about what's happened to you? Can you tell a story of love, compassion, and kindness? Can you tell a story of a person that filled your heart, that was meaningful to you, that you'll be able to pass down to other people? Can you tell a story of somebody that walks out on you and now you become a better person because of it? Can you tell a story of your special needs child that may be looked at as a victim in life, but is really a victor? Can you tell a story of an amazing person that fell prey to a diagnosis, but still has the beauty of their soul? That's going to make a big difference in your experience in suffering. Use this loss to expand on your creativity. Creativity is amazing when you're suffering. Use it to bring joy into your life. Use it to paint, to draw, to do clay. It could be that this loss will inspire you to write a book or paint a picture. You never know what kind of masterpiece will come from this because it's true, it's raw, and it's real. Anything that comes from the heart is what makes us most interesting. Before I go, I want to mention the Buddhist practice of Tonglen. In this practice, I want you to remember that no matter what kind of loss you're suffering, you are not alone. Not only are you suffering with a particular kind of loss, but other people are suffering from the same exact loss that you are. Even though your loss may be personal to you, it's not personal to the soul collective. It's part of life. If you need support, please get support from a support group or somebody else who suffered in the same way that you are. It's not easy to do this. It's harder to do it alone. In the practice of Tonglin, the idea is breathing into people's suffering and taking it from them so they can suffer just a little less. This is what I wish for you. I'm praying for you. In my prayers, I'm breathing into your suffering. Yes, your suffering. And I'm sending you peace, joy, love, and kindness. So you, my dear heart, can suffer a little less. Peace and blessings. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Soul Streaker Podcast. If you liked it, press that subscribe button, leave me a rating. And if you leave a comment, I'll mention you in the next episode. Please share this podcast with anybody you think might benefit from it. I'll be so grateful if you did. 
And don't forget to watch me on Lunchtime Live on Instagram at jenna.jake. And check out my website, www.jennajake.com.